if I can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Nina Marnie. Welcome to Aboriginal Way, produced by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm your host, Caleb Sweeting, and before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we're broadcasting today from Radio Adelaide on Ghana land. So I'd like to pay my respects to Ghana elders past, present and emerging. Each episode, we share First Nations stories and Native Title news from across South Australia. So, let's get into it. In December last year, the Ghana Wangayata Memorial Park opened at Smithfield. The site is a resting place for Ghana ancestors who were disturbed by the development of Adelaide and others that were taken without consent for research purposes. If you haven't already... Go back and listen to our first episode about Wangayata on December 9, 2021, which explains the backstory of the Memorial Park. On today's episode, we get to hear from Ghana elders Uncle Mugi Sumner and Auntie Madge Wanganine, who've been involved in the Wangayata reburials of their ancestors that were disturbed from the north and west of Adelaide. The elders share what they learnt from the first reburial in December and how it helped them prepare for the second reburial in June 2022. Most importantly, Mugi explains how Wangayata and the burial ceremonies were culturally appropriate for Ghana. At the bottom line, whatever else went on there, the thing I learnt and I still and I know now is that no one will disturb or touch some old people again. They'll be there. No one's going to come and dig them up and take them wherever. They'll be there now, and that, that's it. That's something that needs to be put in place in all communities around Australia, of what, what at the cemetery there, or the burial site. One corner of the cemetery is the burial site. That's, that's the thing that, that uh, I thought about a lot. Even before they set the one up there, I spoke to the people down with the Ngarinjiri because I, I do a lot of work there and overseas. And You bury them into the place where you dug them up from. Someone's going to come along and dig them up again because they're going to... If they want to put something else there, another building there, another railway track, another road. It's all going to be another house going to be put there, playground, whatever it is. But here, now, no one's going to go there and disturb the old people. They're there to rest now. Oh, what I learned, um, I learned um, that we've um, broadened it. I've learned that um, children. Uh, fear wasn't amongst it on that day. I learnt that the children was involved. Um, community was outraged. Um, like it was a big event. Um, 
doing it last time has made me um, has made it really easier to do this process because of the last time ceremony. I've learned that um, it's about our community. It's about every one of us. Um, we all got to be a part of it. It's our ancestors. It's not just mine. It's not just Uncle Muggs. It's not just Jeffrey's. They belong to all the Ghana community, to all of us. And um, I've learned that um, our last ceremony has, has opened a lot of doors for our other Aboriginal communities out there. I've learned that um, um, I, I was outraged. I was home last night and I got a phone call in regards to um, an old elderly lady. She's not a Ghana woman either. She rang me in regards to the Wangayata um, about getting reburied, uh, getting buried out there. So um, the ceremony um, has, has opened up a lot of doors for our people. Out there. They're not just Ghana, com- um, our Ghana communities, all communities. Like um, to be asked um, about the contemporary um, burial site that's going to be um, eventually designed. Um, that's that's in the pipeline. Like, there's a lot of things that that um, that ceremony done that brought us from there to here, and and it's and it's it gets easier and easier. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited because um, like um, like Uncle Morgan and Jeffrey, I've been attached to repatriation for years, and um, to finally be where we're at now, we're we're recognised, and I'm willing to. Um, lend a hand out there. I know I was scared at first and I wouldn't want anybody to feel that feeling because the work needs to be done. Our ancestors is, is that important. We are their voices and we have to do the right thing and, and to respectfully bury them and, and in a culturally way is the right thing to do. Our ancestors, they've, they've had their burials. They've been buried before. What we're doing now is a reburial. The ceremony has to be changed. The songs have to be changed. Everything. Good no good give them a, giving them the same type of burial that they had before. We need to do the the ceremony different. And not just that, but also teach people, teach and train people to to be a part of that so that they learn. They learn to do what, what we've been doing for a long time. So I've been being involved in repatriation now for about 40 years. And you know, I've been traveling everywhere, different parts of the world. And the knowledge that I've picked up of how to do things, of you know, where you go, what you see, the people that's involved over there, how they and honestly, some of them, they don't, we, they don't want you to bring them on. They want to keep them there. You go there, and they've got things like questions like, oh, but you're only going to take them home and bury them. And uh, I said, well, what would you do with your relatives? Would you let someone take them and sit in a box for 100 years and study them? I don't think so. So we take our old people home, yeah, bring them back home and do a reburial with as much respect 
as possible that we've got for our, our ancestors because that's what we need to put into everyone else's mind too. These old people need to be respected. They've been abused for that long. People say, oh, but what do you mean by abused? They've been, you know, bits and pieces scraped off of them. The bones scraped, their hair, their teeth. People staring at them, looking at them. But not only that, a lot of them being used in a way where you've got the school of anatomy. You've got people coming there, paying to go there and study the human body. They've been studying our people, our skeletal remains of our old people. They was there in the schools. They was being pe people paying the School of Anatomy over a over hundred years, paying them to go and study the human body. All the money that went into there from students, all the students that went there to study, to learn about the human body <coughs> of our people. They made a lot of money out of our people. But we wasn't recognized as humans until 1967. So that's not 100 years ago. So all the stuff that, that, that happened to us as a people, our old people's remain taken from here, taken over there, dug up, bits and pieces of their bodies, you know, traded with other museums, with other collectors. You know, there's still about 60 to 70,000 Aboriginal remains still in London, in the city of London. And they come from everywhere around this country, not just here in, in Adelaide or Rauken or close by, but everywhere. There's a lot here. There's a lot down at Natalie. They all need to go back, to be reburied, to be put back in their own country. Not in necessarily where they got dug up from, but like, like the, the Ghana burial site, <coughs> where no one's going <coughs> to dig them up again. They're going to be left there. Mm. And that's what needs to happen right across this country. The idea that I said to, to, to them down there when we had our meeting, I said, well, why don't we go and get the sand from all across Ghana country, where them old people dug up from, and bring it all back there, mix it up, and spread it all over the place where we're going to bury them. At least they'll have part of their, their home sand, their tribal sand, on top of them. That way, that makes them feel at home. And they've done that. That's the, that's the way that I thought this could, we can overcome that, where people are going to get from here and bury them over there. Because mm -hmm. all the people that buried, were dug up from different areas, north, south, east and west, you got soil from all them areas. And all the people that's going to be buried and come up from the west, they'll be buried there. 
They'll have all the soil spread across them. And that'll connect them to their part of the country. Yeah. The plants that's there, they're from all over. So that that smell is there. Smell of their, their, where they grew up, where they lived, where they got buried, in different areas. Yeah, that, that had to be um, really thought about in regards to how we're going to do it and, and um, which way we're going to go and how we're going to um, wrap them up in a, in a culturally um, significant way, you know, um, really make them feel like they're going home, you know, mm. they're going back into their homes with their mother and fathers. So I, I um, actually get brand paper and um, take them individually out of, out of the boxes and, and um, lay them um, individually and then, then start the process of, of wrapping them in the, um, in the white paper, um, brown paper bags and brown strings and wrap them up nice and neat and actually put them back in the boxes and colour code them in a way that um, you know which areas they come from. They're, they're Port Adelaide and um, Charles Sturt. Charles Sturt. Uh, we've got about four council um, um, areas that, that um, where our ancestors was, um, where they came from. So I, I actually, and then we, um, I actually um, get them all ready, seal them in a big container and, and then we um, do the ceremony, the smoking ceremony of leaving Netley and every, every minute is, is, is in a way that it's for them. Everything's about them on that day. The hearses, the ochres, the, 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 the smoking, everything's about, about them and about what we need to do for them culturally and, and make it um, special because it's, it's, it's a big day for them too. It's like getting married back to the land. Yeah, there are uncles and aunties and yeah, there are relatives. And um, just to do that process, um, at first I, um, I think it was a, a privilege um, to me now. I just feel like um, it just needs to be done. And, you know, and, um, and, and, and it can be scary, but there's, there's, there's a lot of us here is going to support each other. We need to support each other through this, mm-hmm. through this time because it, it can get heavy for one person to, to handle. But... Um, it's an eye-opening too. It's a, it's another chapter for for our people um, in doing the right thing with our ancestors. Um, um, I'm so blessed to be a Ghana, an elder too now, a Ghana elder woman who's, who's actually been put in this position to and and to feel all right about talking about it and and helping another community getting ready for for theirs. Um, I'm 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 excited about it because this is this is. Um, it's a, it's a, like another milestone of of, of educational. Um, Wanga Yada is an e- educational program too for our youth out there, for our young people who can go out there and know about their history, because we've we've implanted that in a, in a little USB, and you know, like it's educational for our mob. We've we've really went in another area in in how to. Um, facilitate all that to make it important to every each and every bo- every one of us out there. 
But, um, yeah, I'm just ecstatic that we've got another one happening and um, there's more coming off the shelves at Netley. It's looking empty up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, I'm ecstatic. If we can educate people, it's like everything else. We need to educate people of what happened. Because people, a lot of people sit back and they say, well, you know, oh, there they, are, there they go again, they're complaining again. No. It's not a complaint. It's an educational thing to educate other people of what happened to our people, what happened to us, what happened to this country. Thanks to our very special guests today, two incredible Ghana elders, Uncle Mugi Sumner and Auntie Madge Wanganeen, who've been involved in the Wangayada reburials of their ancestors. Aboriginal Way recognises all Ghana community members who've played a role in repatriation, particularly Uncle Geoffrey Newchurch. Story's right, the story's true. I would not tell lies to you that the promises they did not keep. And how they fenced us in like sheep. They said to us, come take our hand and set us up on mission and they told us to read, to write and pray. Then they took the children away, took the children away. The children away. Snatched from their mother's breast, said this is for the best, took us away. Welfare and the policemen Well they said you've got to Understand We're gonna give to them What you can't give Teach them how to really live Teach them how to live They said Humiliated Them instead they Taught them that and taught them this And others taught them prejudice You took the children away The children away Breaking our mother's hearts Tearing us all apart Took them away Dark day on Framingham They came and did not Give a damn And my mother cried Go get their dad He came running Fighting man Mother's tears Were falling down And my dad Shaved up He stood his ground And he said Touch my kids while you got to fight me. Then they took us from a family, took us away. They took us 
patiently waiting for someone I ain't never seen before to say he's a captain of men, but they believe in our love. From the land of the white skin, he's self-righteous, a murder without license. With the spear, I'm the nicest, thinking that I might just wait till night hits. Then I move in silence, when the moon at its highest, and my soul is defined. I'm consumed by desire to kill. Any white devil wanna test my will, then he finna get burnt by the fire I feel. Look him in the eye and hold his spirit still. He's hoping I don't catch him, but I know I will. Standing on the shoreline, cook man coming. Mother wanna cross mine, wanna take it from me. Fire in my eye, but we ain't running. Wanna mother, let's ride. They came in peace, but our blood still stains the beach. Roll the dice, we gon' play for keeps. The sacred place ain't a place to preach. No, no, no. No white faith and a black belief. No, no, no. Better pray that our spears don't reach. He's cold, white, hot, I'ma make it bleed. Leading to the first fleet. Sicker than disease that he bring from overseas. No matter where you flee, I will always be. In the darkest of night, your descendant will see me. Standing on the shoreline, come rain coming. Mother wanna cross mine, wanna take it from me. Fire in my eye, but we ain't running. Wanna mother, let's ride. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aboriginal Way. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on any podcasting platform. And if you like what you're listening to, why not leave a review? My name is Caleb Sweeting, and as always, I'll catch you next time.